Welcome into another edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Today is September 16th. I have Eric Eager with me. We're going to do some previews of the college football slate we have coming up here for the Week 3 action. It's a fun slate. We finally have some Big 12, some ACC schools, so I'm looking forward to it. Eric, how are you feeling today? I'm doing okay, man. Uh, You know, it was up late last night. We didn't get Tennessee, although... Preseason, we like Tennessee to win the AFC South. I think that, you know, we sort of got we got bailed out a little bit there. Um, but, you know, it, there were some games that fell a little bit shy of where we wanted them. But college football did great last week, right? College I think we lost like, two bets the entire time. So uh, right. that's where we'll focus our attention today. Yep, exactly. I mean, college football was great. We had some great written plays. I did think Greenline was on. I guess one thing that I would maybe like to discuss here a little bit, I know – Eric, you and George basically are kind of on this uh, teaser bandwagon or something, um, especially at the NFL level. There's a lot of things that have been going back and forth. They've kind of paid off. Uh, you know, the Bengals came through to actually cover the teaser spread. They wouldn't have covered the actual line spread. So I'm wondering, do you uh, participate in teasers at both the college and NFL level? Or is that something that you just hold true at the NFL level? Right. Part of our handicap for the NFL was, you know, Green Bay was plus two and a half. We didn't think that was a great line to begin with, but you got to tease through the three, the seven, and even the eight um, in a game that was a low total, too. That total was in the mid to low 40s. That game went over, but most Vikings-Packers games don't go over. But then when that second one sort of played out exactly like a teaser game would, where, you know, you had Cincinnati plus three, you would have liked to get that hook. But if you didn't get that hook, what you could do is is put it into a portfolio with, uh, you know, the the Green Bay Packers. So we got it all the way up to nine, and that game, you know, total was in the low 40s too, and it played out that way. You know, there wasn't going to be, you know, short of Joe Burrow throwing a pick six in that last drive. That was sort of a cinch. In college football, it's a little bit different though, because you know, for the NFL, for example, games land on one side of three, eight to nine percent of the time, right? So. And for a teaser, it doesn't actually matter what the price is. The six points or however many points you pull on the teaser, that's uniform across all games. So that's where, you know, sort of these some of these mechanical teasers really work out because you go through three, seven and eight and there's a lot of probability bunched up on those plays. But in college football, it's different. About 4%, at least in the PFF era, of games land on one side of three. So when you cross that, you're not getting the probability that you think that you're going to get. On the other side, for example, you know, if you look at seven, it's again, it's about four, which is about where the NFL is. But but that just shows you the substantial variance. Uh, The average college football game in the PFF era has a total of 56.5. In the NFL, it's about 10 points you know, less than that. So there's just so much more variance in college football that the teaser really isn't a a good play at all. Yeah, I mean, based on the price at this point that you have to pay to get on that teaser, it does seem like college is just much less um, worthwhile in that regard. Another interesting thing with the teasers is is kind of how line movement plays into a part of it because when you're betting teasers, you're actually hoping and waiting and potentially looking for that most efficient line because that's kind of when you're going to get the point where you can actually cross both that three and the seven when the market's actually made up uh, the perfect price essentially for that game. So I think it's kind of a good point to actually be able to probably be betting 
you know, the lines later in the week when you're actually going to tease them. But especially from a college perspective, with the line shifting so much, it makes it, you know, not worthwhile because all of a sudden you're paying a price for a teaser that you really only picked up four points on from the closing line. So you, you bring up a great point, Ben. I mean, the thing about it is, you know, the time to use a betting model, especially if you're sort of playing, you're not betting five figures on a game. The best time to play a betting model is early in the week because that's really when the sharp bettors are trying to pound those lines into submission. And the ones that are betting a ton, they're actually, I mean, there is some inefficiency in the opening line because, you know, the, the players that are playing with huge money, they don't, the limits don't go up till midweek. So there's that window there. But late in the week, those numbers more or less accurately reflect the probability space that the game is going to be played under. So you can really determine you you know if you if you look at that and you say okay how what what's the probability that a game line three lands three like you can really sort of pin that down nicely using the closing line as sort of your guide right yep yep and then and then at that point when you have that most efficient line then that's where you actually you can do the math to judge whether that teaser is actually worthwhile based on you know the odds that you're paying but also the numbers that you're crossing to actually pick up some of that value so it's interesting. I do I do enjoy a fair teaser. That was actually my introduction into sports betting. Um, but I haven't really uh, participated too much in them unless we kind of, you know, you get me on board. But I think it's kind of a popular and a fun play for newish bettors that they probably don't understand. I think people probably hear a lot of bad things about teasers, but there are some situations where they could definitely be profitable plays. I, I think so. teaser, you know, I think the te- you know, as long as they're still offering minus 110, maybe even a minus 120, they're fine. The, the one that gets a bad rap, the multiple bet things that get a bad rap is obviously parlays, right? Because the right. parlay, it, it, you're not getting the probability unless unless you have a humongous edge on both games, in which case it's probably just better to bet the edge on both games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 I, and we talk about, too, you know, just like with a bankroll perspective, it's sometimes better to roll that first bet than into that second bet. You're actually going to make more money doing it that way. So a lot of interesting strategies for ways people actually target this market. So let's dive into it. Uh, what what is one game that you're looking forward to on this college football side? I know it's a little light still. I know we don't have the SEC coming till next week. I know we have, you know some teams that maybe aren't as exciting matchups but when i look at my numbers um when i look at you know using kind of an approach that you turned me on to this idea of shannon entropy this is actually kind of a tightly contested uh slate of games that we have coming up it's kind of the first real college football action that we should see some uh teams actually playing quite well here in back and forth action so is there a specific game you're really looking forward to at least watching maybe betting on as well on saturday uh yeah i mean there's a you know, uh, one of them that I that I really like, you know, yesterday or sorry, last week there was, you know, the average line was far over 10. Um, but this week, there's a lot that are not that way. And where I want to look is Louisville, you know, close to my hometown here in Cincinnati uh, at home, taking on the, the Miami Hurricanes, who actually played, you know, 10 days ago um, on, you know, ba- are basically on 10 days rest or nine days rest going into this game. The line here for this game is two and a half. Louisville is favored after, uh, I think, a, a good comeback season for them um, last season with Mikhail Cunningham. Um, we are kind of ambivalent uh, about the, the spread here, but what I want to look at here is the total at 64 and a half, an explosive Louisville offense. Miami's you know offense did pretty well against a decent UAB defense. We kind of like the under in that game. Um what say you? 
Yeah, I mean, it's actually moved up quite a bit. I think I have the opening number for this game at 59.5 for the spread, so or for the total. So it moved up, you know, 4.5. I do see some rogue fives out there as well. So it does depend on where you're looking at it. Um, I like, I've been targeting unders at least to start the college football season i know there's probably the narrative surrounding preseason football in the nfl and you know more points being scored the defense being behind behind him but i actually have found that targeting unders at this point in the season for college football has been somewhat a profitable play so i've been definitely looking and identifying that i do like uh this one in particular i do think it's probably a little bit overblown for what's actually uh occurred um you know moving four and a half points crossing you know one key number at that point so we'll see we do have a higher cash percentage um on the over but that ticket percentage that we have is actually higher than the cash percentage so it does seem like if you were going to define a public side of the bet for the over i definitely think it would be on that over so i'm louisville, with you on that louisville got to play an fbs opponent um currently they're about a 50 50 run pass split but they're their EPA per run is terrible, about a third of a, a a third of an expected point loss per run play. But in pass play, you're you're looking at about a half of an expected point there for that Louisville offense. Miami, uh, more of a run team than a pass team. Positive EPA in both. Uh, De'Ara King, no turnover worthy plays in his first start as uh, a, a member of the Hurricane. Yeah, yeah. So it should be good. I do. I think. I mean, if you were going to have to side with one quarterback in this matchup i i was big fan of mikhail cunningham last year you know a little bit of lamar jackson light i think in him if you had to choose one quarterback in this matchup what side are you going with because you know Derek king did look pretty explosive for his in his debut for the miami hurricane so yeah cunningham was 19 19 passer rating when pressured in his first game 150 <laughs> when not um miami does have a pretty good defense although they, you know rousseau is not playing but they they were they're still pretty stout defensively you know, I, I have more experience backing King. I think I'll go with that if I have to. But I what I what I do think I think this game does you know sort of slow to a slog a little bit. Um, you know, on Sunday or on Saturday night as we as we move into the NFL games on Sunday. Um, what do you think, Ben, of this game here? We've seen both of these teams play. Navy catching seven at the Tulane Green Wave early saturday we we saw tulane we you faded tulane last week with the uh south alabama you got to the you got to the window with it by the you know by the hair of your chinny chin chin uh <laughs> after south alabama had an 18 point lead and gave it all up navy got absolutely trounced by byu but it was revealed during the game that they had yet to tackle in practice what do you think do you think that people are overreacting a little bit too much to uh, you know the struggles of Navy last week. I think a little bit, but they also lost what fifty-five to seven, so they definitely got blown out. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily an overreaction. I do. I don't really, really know if I buy into the narrative of not tackling essentially, and all of a sudden they're going to be um, much better at it after one game where they lost fifty-five to seven. I don't necessarily think that that's going to be any sort of practice reps for them to be better at it. But I do think they're going to play better at least. Um, I just think they don't really have. They haven't really found their offensive identity. I think you know they're still trying to run the ball essentially. Seven 70% of the time but Malcolm Perry is not in this uh you know playing for Navy at this point so I don't know I faded Tulane last week kind of we kind of faded them the week before as well so I think that um I don't know I think maybe Greenline might be just a little bit low on them from that perspective that's why I actually didn't write this game up just because of that fact that I feel like 
Navy's obviously going to be um, probably the sharp side in this matchup just with how bad they looked last week. I think at some point people have to step in and buy into them, and that's probably happening at this minus 7 price or plus 7 price for Navy. But I'm not really necessarily too keen with risking money after that performance last week. And I do think, you know, there is this interesting juggling or balancing act once we get past that first week of the season where we're trying to still determine how good these teams are, but trying to use that, you know, like that basically one game sample size of recency bias and things like that to help us judge it. So I do think there are um, a lot more risks to overreact to one week performance when it's actually, you know, obviously the first week. So that's kind of this uh, balancing act that we're dealing with at this point in time. I'm much more comfortable betting, you know, that first week one game with all of the preseason information or, you know, the lead up information to that week one slate. And then you kind of get that first wave of games and you're still digesting that data and still trying to understand what to do with it so it's kind of a balancing act i think i'm more comfortable probably just laying off this game in general i don't know if i'm necessarily ready to go back to the well against Tulane again so i don't know do you have any feelings or thoughts um leans on this game that you kind of like i actually think south alabama is a pretty good team right so you know they 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 held um you know Tulane's quarterback without a big time throw in that game um, you know, we'll have to see. Yeah, this is a game where our model kind of likes the Navy side. Um, if anything, I might, you know, play the money line and sort of like look for look for variance here. Um, right. But but yeah, it's a it's a it's a good one to lay off. Total forty eight and a half. I'm I'm gonna I I'm gonna really have to be convinced about an over in college football until I, I sort of see some. So, some really high scoring. Unless um, you see Oklahoma, a low Oklahoma number, something right, like right, that. Or right. t- you know, I mean, it's and, and there's really not matchups. a low Oklahoma number. I think <laughs> yeah, for all, real, that doesn't really low. exist. I do like I do like that line of thinking. I think if you're going to lay down some money, I would probably lean towards a smaller bet on that money line. And you know, Greenland has a little bit more of an edge on that pri- that current price here at plus two twenty. So, and again, it's it's about the variance, right? Like. Not that many, relatively speaking, not that many games in college football land between seven and sevens, minus seven and seven. So you you have to be a little bit discerning. Sometimes you trade variance, uh, you know, four points, and you know that that can be really good if you back a dog. Last week, UTSA got us to the window at plus two hundred. Louisiana Lafayette got us to the window at plus four hundred. Um, you know, those obviously would have won the point spread too, but you know, you get a better payoff there. And and if you don't know, like, you know, just pick, you know, picking the winner in that case, if there's an edge might just be the better play. Yeah. So I guess maybe another team coming off a pretty significant upset from last week. Let's talk about uh, UCF at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, of course, went in to Florida State, knocked off the Seminoles as 13 point underdogs at home. So I'm wondering, do you have uh, any sort of lean? Is uh, Georgia Tech going to make it two upsets here in a row or what side are you on with this UCF team? Yeah, I mean, we haven't we. We don't have much in the way of UCF data. Uh, They were very. interesting team like last year they lost three games in the regular season but were somewhat better fundamentally uh than they were even the prior season georgia tech though i think is really you know they're not taking much of the cash here a lot of it's going on ucf um you know i I sort of think about this game that the total here 60 the ucf offense is obviously you know fast moving um but they lose you know gabriel on the outside uh, and, you know, Georgia Tech did a really good job of Florida State's offense last week. 
Um, I might lean more towards under here. Um, and if I were going to lay with Georgia Tech, I'd probably like it, you know, embrace the variance again and go money line um, and, and get the plus 225, uh, you know, at that point. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm on I'm on the under as well. What it did open up around 62. I think I wrote it up. It was uh, 61 and a half. So it's given us a little bit more value, at least from moving down a little bit further. So I do think there's probably still a little bit of value on that under. Um, I think Greenline actually agrees with me, but I kind of like I kind of like going, you know, maybe a money line uh, parlay or something. Uh, sweat here for a couple action. You know, I think Georgia Tech might be in included in that you know we could go georgia on, tech navy go to yeah go some georgia tech navy or something like that just the ground and pound teams basically i guess georgia tech is still transitioning to yeah. a spread offense from the triple option quarterback play wasn't the greatest against florida state you know three times necessary. as many turnover worthy plays as yeah. big time throws um so that, that's not great grade. but yeah um, certainly something to work with there Yep. So, so I don't know. This week, I think I'm excited for this college football slate, and I know that people are looking forward to next week's action as we get some of our first looks at the SCC conference here coming up. So, uh, this has been fun, George, uh, Eric. Any last uh, last words? It's the first of time ever anybody's ever mistaken the two of us, but I, can, uh, I was. <laughs> all, I knew it was coming for that. So. It's all good. Um, no, I mean I'm excited uh, for Thursday night football with Cincinnati versus versus Cleveland, um, and, and I'm obviously pumped for this slate. I'm a little disappointed that we don't get Thursday and Friday uh, football this week, but we'll, 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 you know, in, the, in college, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We'll work through it. We'll work through it. So this has been fun. We talked a little bit of teasers. We talked some approaches to teasers, some evergreen content related to that as well. We dove into the uh, college football slate, previewed a few of our favorite bets. It's looking uh, maybe not as enjoyable if you're targeting some dogs and some unders, but uh, that's kind of the approach you need to take, especially early on the season for college football. So this has been great. I'm Ben Brown, joined by Eric Eager. It's been fun. Come back with us tomorrow. We got some showdown action, a little Thursday night preview, and then we're heading on into the uh, full college and NFL slates here coming up on Saturday and Sunday. So it should be good. From all of us here at PFF, thanks for listening.